I'm so tired. What's up? <laughs> We're both pretty tired today. Yeah. We went camping. I convinced her to go. Yeah. And then she got destroyed by the sun. Curse my Irish skin. <laughs> I had fun, though. She looks like a tomato right now. I can feel my forehead sizzling. <laughs> I could cook food on my shoulders Your right skin now. is still hot to the touch. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, we're back. We're still doing it. No excuses. Except for the three weeks we took off that one time when we were moving. Well, we were moving and everything was packed and yada, yada, yada. So, yeah. then it was unpacked and we were lazy. <sighs> no, we had a lot of shit to do. Okay. Okay. All right. So, this week we were doing, um, I can. Okay. I don't know who went first last uh, I time. I don't know. We I say this remember. every week. I yeah. don't remember who does It doesn't who. really matter. Yeah. No one listens anyway. Yeah. Um, All 10 fans. <laughs> um, so this week we did uh, Serial Killer, right? Serial Killers? Did you do? Uh, who? That's like 98% of our <laughs> well, episodes. Uh, yeah. Just because from our murder ancestors. someone doesn't mean, no, that was last week, doesn't mean you're a serial killer. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought you said last week. No. Oh. This week we're doing oh. serial killers who have the same zodiac sign as us. Right. Right. Okay, so I am a Taurus. I was born April 27th, which makes me a Taurus. Um <laughs> And I did, and I have to say, I think this is um, probably my favorite one I've done, just because this guy... Is he that effed up? <laughs> yeah. This one's kind of long, so I'm going to try to blast through it, but okay. I would, I'd like to thank um, Wikipedia for really coming through for me uh, on this. Mine, uh, Mine's not very long, so yours will make up for the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's very long. Okay. Okay. So I'm doing the gorilla killer. He killed five gorillas. No, I'm just kidding. It, this is G E U. No, this oh. is like. Oh. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> gorilla. Oh, okay. Those kind of gorillas. Not like gorilla uh. warfare. Oh, okay. Gorilla, right. and I'll explain why. Okay, so Earl Nelson. Um, that's spoiler alert. The gorilla killer. Um, he was born Earl Leonard Farrell on May 12th, which is your sister-in-law's birthday. Um, fun fact. So it makes him a Taurus because the cutoff is May 20th, I think. Or May 21st, something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. So he's a Taurus. Fellow bull. Um, even though he was gorilla. Okay, so he was Ooh. born... Ooh, fire. Um, he's born May 12th. Not Neanderthal. Well... <laughs> Then we get into the evolution. Okay. Anyways. Well, evolution. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah, just yeah. Let's okay. steer yeah, yeah. away from that. Yeah. All okay. Right. So um, he was born on May 12th, 1897 in San Francisco, California. Before the age of two, both of his parents passed away of syphilis. They both had syphilis and died. Oh, my gosh. Edgar Allan Poe style. I think. I don't know if his parents were together. I don't think they were because they both had different last names. Yeah. Which isn't wasn't really the custom back then um but yeah they died before he was two um and because of this he was sent to live with his maternal grandmother jenny nelson which is where he gets his last name nelson um who was a devout pentecostal woman um she raised earl nelson along with her two younger children willis and lillian who were about 10 and 8 years older than nelson at the time that he went to live with them so I was thinking about that, and, like, that was his grandmother who had a, what, 10 and 12-year-old? Mm-hmm. But how old was Earl's mom when she gave birth to him? You know? Like... Right. I'm, I mean, <laughs> imagine, like, your grandkid is only, like, 10 year, Right? Eight years younger than your youngest kid. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I mean, it happens, I guess. But anyway, okay. So at a young age, Nelson exhibited self-loathing and other morbid behavior. And because of this, he was expelled from the primary school in San Francisco that he went to at age seven. 
You start school at five. Yeah. He wasn't in there very long before they're like, this kid is weird. <laughs> He's got to go. Bye. Um, it's just like, what was he doing? Yeah. What was like a little first grader doing to get kicked out of a school? Um, when he was about 10 years old, he was riding his bicycle around San Francisco like any young boy in the early 1900s would Man, do. That city sucks for tra- with traffic. <laughs> and... uh hills yeah um and you know cost of living but uh <laughs> so he was riding his bike around having a good time it's probably one of those like wooden bikes because this is like <laughs> the early 1900s um he was on his uh what are they called the big ass ones with the big oh penny farthing <laughs> he was on his penny farthing <laughs> on his penny farthing um when he collided with a car and injured his head so bad that he remained unconscious for six days Wow. He cranked his dome off of that Model T so hard. Um, and after well, if he was riding a penny farthing, it probably went over the car. No. Because he, he was above the car. <laughs> he wasn't. He's probably riding a little, like, I don't know. Anyway, so six days he was out. After he woke up, his behavior became even more erratic, and he suffered from frequent headaches and memory loss. Um which, I mean, is probably where, like, all of this behavior, you know, yeah. murderous behavior stemmed from was this head injury, um, or it was the syphilis slowly growing in his brain. We don't know. Keep talking. What? Keep telling the story. What? He, our dog is digging on our new couch that we just got. I think he's sitting on our other dog. Yeah, let me go check. Keep talking. You know, wait. No, he's built himself a little fort of pillows. He was just digging up the pillow. He's moving it out of his way to make a little nest. Our other troublemaker is probably somewhere else. She's probably in her little bed. Anyways, okay. Okay, so. Head drama. Got got hit by a car. Stimming from murder. Um, <laughs> so as he got... Let me take a drink. I need to wet my palate. <laughs> Are you uh, thirsty? Yeah. Okay. Typically, that's what happens when um, you need water. You see me? Oh, Oh, definitely not. Okay. (laughs) So as he got older, um, Nelson exhibited increasingly bizarre manic behaviors. He would talk to invisible people, compulsively quote biblical passages, and he would watch his female family members undress. But I do all those things. Oh, wait. Isn't that like what? what Pentecostal men do, though? What? All of those things. Oh. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. They don't. That was a bad joke. Okay. Um, his grandmother noted, his like 25-year-old grandma apparently, um, noted occasions where Nelson would go to school in freshly clean clothes and would return home in rags as though he had changed clothes with a homeless person, which I think is really nice. You know, what a nice young boy giving to those in need. I'm just kidding. There's no time. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to keep going. All right. Not funny. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> Nelson's strong religious upbringing remained a pervasive influence in his life, and he obsessively read the book of Revelation as a teenager. Huh. I bet he was like that weird horse girl. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um. This is my favorite part. Okay, so. In his early teenage years, Nelson began frequenting brothels and bars in San Francisco's uh, Barbary Coast Red Light District. Did you say in his teenage years? Mm-hmm. In oh. his early teenage years. Huh. So, like, 14, 15. How could he... I guess it wasn't a restriction back then. This would have been, like, 19, 1910. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. Interesting. And anyone that was willing to pay probably could go yeah. in. Um, where he contracted a venereal disease. No. On top of the syphilis yeah. he already had in his brain, probably, from his parents, <laughs> from his mom. Um, so as he progressed through puberty, he grew into a stocky, physically fit young man. And he would sometimes entertain his, <laughs> his family with his physical talents, such as walking on his hands or lifting... <laughs> Lifting heavy objects with his teeth. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ouch. 
How strong were his teeth? I don't understand. Or maybe they were like, they like eventually started going outward like a horse. And what if they were fake? What if he like knocked them all out from when he hit the car on his bike? That's and a- <laughs> he had like fake strong teeth. Maybe. Okay, so. <laughs> He's like, look, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like a freaking like chair in his mouth. Yeah. Okay, so uh, at the age of 18, <laughs> at the age of 18, Nelson Nelson was sentenced to two years in San Quentin State Prison um, after breaking into a cabin in rural Plumas County um, that he thought had been abandoned, but it wasn't. Um, so he was like, "Oh, an abandoned cabin. I'll I'll go inside and check it out." Um, but could you imagine just like laying bed, <laughs> laying in bed <laughs> in your log cabin, and this guy just walks through the door on his hands? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. With like a dumbbell in between <laughs> his teeth. <laughs> he has a kettlebell and his teeth walking on his hands. <laughs> and he breaks into your house. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Um, so he was paroled for this offense in 1916. So how old was he? He was 19. Yeah. Yeah. 19. He sounds like he need the needed to go with the uh, circus or something. He should have. He could have glued hair onto him, and he could have really been the gorilla man. Um. So he got paroled for this offense in 1916, but um, was arrested again in 1917 for petty larceny. Um, so he spent another six months in prison before being discharged for that, after which he was arrested again in Los Angeles for burglary. Um, for this offense, he spent five months in Los Angeles County Jail before he escaped. Um, and in late 1917, he enlisted in the U.S. military, uh, but deserted after six weeks. So he spent a month and a half, um... So he actually enlisted in the military under a fake name, mm-hmm. um, and he like would repeat this pattern. So he would he joined the military under a fake name, deserted. Then he would enlist in a different military branch under a different name, and then desert again, like shortly after. That's crazy. That would never happen nowadays. It yeah. never could happen. No. So um, one of the I believe it said uh, what's the um. One of the military branches he was in, I think it's like the Navy or something, um, they like noticed that he was like, yeah, in the U.S. Navy. Um, a Navy psychologist was like, um, his behavior is like really weird and really erratic, so um, I think he needs to, you know, have a, a look-see. We need to uh, evaluate this guy. So this Navy psychologist said that he was that Nelson was living in a constitutional psychotic state, whatever that means. Um, so he was soon sent to Napa State uh, Mental Hospital, um, where a different psychologist observed him in 1918 and noted that um, he didn't appear violent, homicidal, or destructive. Homicidal. 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 What am I telling you anyway? I don't know how to say other words. Homicidal. So he got sent to this mental mental institution, and they're like, yeah, he's fine. He's not violent. He's not going to hurt anyone. What's he called? He's the gorilla man, right? Gorilla killer, yeah. Or gorilla man, either one. Um, He had several names. I'm looking Um, him up. I thought I had a wide forehead. This guy. (laughs) This guy. Oh, he does have a big dome. Yeah, he's got it. It's from that car accident on his bike. It just smushed his face flat and made him <laughs> his head wide. Is that a joke? Yes. Oh. Um, okay, so uh, William Pritchard, a psychiatrist who conducted a preliminary interview with Nelson, noted that he spoke of hallucinations and other paranoid delusion delusions he had seen faces heard music and at times believed people were poisoning him so paranoia um these voices sometimes whispered to him to kill himself um and told him that if he were kept in jail he would get something sharp and cut the veins in his wrists what um which we now know is schizophrenia 
Right. Which presents itself around age 20. So. Oh, yeah, at that time, though, and they that's were probably like... Yeah. They just thought he was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't know what that was back then? No. Maybe they did. I don't know. Psychology wasn't really, like, huge until, like, the 50s. I know. That's what in the United shocked States. me about you saying that there was a psychologist in the military. Yeah. But I guess... Yeah. I don't know. I thought that was weird, too. Probably not near as in-depth as what they are today. Yeah. Um, I just figured funds probably weren't going towards that back then. I also got this off of Wikipedia, so who really knows? Um, So, this same um, psychiatrist who interviewed him and learned of his, what we now know as schizophrenia, um, also indicated that Nelson had experienced... um, occipital headaches so headaches in his eyeballs um fainted several times and felt dizzy during their interactions which like he could have just been like oh i'm dizzy i don't want to talk to you who knows um so during his institutionalization nelson managed to escape at least three times before staff eventually stopped trying to locate him <laughs> he escaped so much. We're like, eh, don't yeah, worry about it. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, his frequent escapes earned him the nickname Houdini among the hospital's employees. Um, so he was finally formally discharged uh, from the navy from the navy during like his absence in 1919. So he had been um, like on leave for his mental health for so long that they just like discharged him. Um, and when this happened, his file with the hospital was closed with a note indicating he had improved. Quotes. Um, so after he was released from the uh, Napa State Mental Hospital, he acquired a job working as a janitor at St. Mary's Hospital under the name Evan Lewis Fuller. Evan Lewis Fuller. Um, there when he was working as a janitor, he met 60-year-old Mary Martin, an administrative worker. What do you think he did with her? Killed her. The two began to date and were married in August of 1919. Oh, that's weird. Let's just think. This is 1919. He was, what's math? 22. He was 22. She was 60. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I mean, I'm not shaming. Love is love, but... I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, so, their marriage was short-lived. Um, as Nelson quotes, made her life a living hell with jealous rages, bizarre sexual demands, religious delusions, and increasingly violent behavior, which led them to separate... Um, after living together for only six months. <laughs> that didn't lie. Yeah. They probably just had right. nothing in common. He was like, I'm going to go down to the speakeasy and she's close shake to my re- hips w- yeah. to the doo-wop. And she was like, I need denture cream. <laughs> she was close to retirement. And he was just a couple of years out of high school. She was like, I'm just doing this job until... Um, I'm so old, I can't move anymore. Yeah. I'm 60, I'm just filing paperwork. And you're a psychopath. Um, so yeah, after six months of living together, they separated legally. Um, <laughs> oh, Mary. So his now ex-wife, Mary Martin, would later recall various bizarre behaviors she witnessed while living with Nelson which included long disappearances from their home and unusual bathing practices that entailed him pouring glasses of water over his toes. What the heck? <laughs> I don't even know. Isn't that just cleaning yourself? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's specifically cold water over his toes, though. Just, but it's weird. Just glasses of water yeah. over his toes. Maybe he was like, Whoa. hot. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that's weird. His monkey toes. He had. (laughs) (laughs) They were. (laughs) Well, he was Uh, the gorilla man. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. 
1921, um, Nelson poses a plumber to enter the residence at 1519 Pacific Avenue in San Francisco and attempted to molest 12-year-old resident Mary Summers in the basement. Um, but he ran away when Mary screamed for her older brother. Um, Nelson fled, but was captured a few hours later riding a trolley. And at a competency hearing, he was deemed dangerous and recommitted to Napa State Mental Hospital. Which, of course, he would escape again on two different occasions before being discharged from the institution in 1925. So he was in there for four years after he tried to rape a 12-year-old. That's disgusting. Yeah. Um, and he escaped two times, and they still let him go after four years. <sighs> you know what? I just... What are you going to do? Okay, so... Yeah, right. A year later, 1926, is when the gorilla killer began his killing spree. Um, so all of his killings occurred, like, within a year. I hmm. mean, he killed a lot. He killed quickly. So over many years this happened, and one, e- one each year, pretty much? No. So everything I told you was, like, his life up until yeah, he was, like, 28. Yeah. And then all of his killings take place from 1926 to 1927. Oh. Oh, all his killings happened within a within year. Within a year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. They occurred in a year. Okay. Never mind. Um, I misinterpreted interpreted that. Sorry. So his first known victim was Claire Newman, a wealthy 60-year-old San Francisco landlady. Um, Nelson entered her boarding house at 2037 Peter Street on February 20th, 1926, posing as a potential tenant named Roger Wilson. Um, And then sometime after he entered the home, Nelson strangled her before raping her dead body. And he hid her corpse in a vacant apartment in the house. Uh. Yeah. His second victim, she was 60. His Maybe is a thing for like 60-something-year-olds. Because his second victim, 63-year-old Laura Beale, was strangled in her home in nearby San Jose on March 2nd. Um, so he used a silken cord to strangle her. And it had reportedly been wound so tightly around her neck that it had embedded into her flesh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is evil. Yeah. Um, here we go. Another 60-something-year-old. He then strangled and raped 63-year-old Lillian St. Mary, um, also in San Francisco, on June 26, 1926. Um, exactly two weeks later, 325 miles south in Santa Barbara, 53-year-old Ollie Russell was strangled with a cord in her boarding house. So, yeah, he's got a thing with older women. Yeah. I, I wonder, wonder where that stemmed from. I wonder if his grandma did something to him when he was little. Maybe. Um, that wouldn't make sense. So, um, so this 53-year-old Ollie Russell, um, an autopsy confirmed that she had been sexually assaulted after death and um, the similarities in the MO between her murder and the San Francisco area murders led police to assume that they were, like, the same person, Mm -hmm. which makes sense. Um, So that year, on August 16th, 52-year-old Mary Nesbitt, an apartment building proprietor in Oakland, we are right next to Oakland, um, Bo Burnham. Oh. He goes, careful with that shit. We are right next to Oakland. I don't remember that one. Oh, okay. Um, Okay, so anyway... Um, so she was a, basically owned an apartment building, um, 52 years old. She was found by her husband, strangled to death, and raped in the bathroom of a vacant apartment. Um, witnesses told police that they had seen a smiling stranger lurking outside Nesbitt's apartment building the day of her murder. Um, others who claimed to have seen Nelson at the various boarding houses described him to police as a dark and stocky man with long arms and large hands. Because of this, newspapers began referring to him as the Dark Strangler, the Gorilla Man, or Gorilla Killer. But he was white, so why would he was where did the dark, dark complected? Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. He had black hair. Yeah. And um, 
His father was Spanish. Oh. So he was dark complected. Uh, Um, I read his father was Spanish. Um, His mom was English, I think. I would just think if you were describing him, it would be more tan instead of... Well, dark complected. Yeah. Probably very olivey. Yeah. Black hair. Um, Okay, so in the fall of 1926... Um, Nelson relocated to Portland, Oregon, where he raped and murdered 35-year-old landlady uh, Beta Withers on October 19th. Her body was found by her teenage son stuffed beneath clothing inside a steamer trunk in the attic of her home. Oh, my gosh. How did he get her up there? Oh, wait. His teeth. Um, The following day, 59-year-old Virginia Grant was murdered in a vacant property she owned on East 22nd Street, her body hidden behind the home's basement furnace. Man, he just, like, hid these, like, in It's just happening day after day, like, boom, boom, boom. Just, like, right after the other. Yeah. And And it's always older women that own apartment buildings. Yeah. And (laughs) back then, it was harder to track someone down. Right. Um, on October 21st, landlady Mabel Fluke disappeared from her home in Portland. Her body was discovered several days later in the attic, strangled with a scarf. Um, despite the similar murders of Grant and Fluke, a coroner's jury of four men and three women, um, was appointed on October 28th to evaluate the mysterious death of Withers. Um... The jury's decision was split in half, three believing that her death was suicide and the other three believing that she was murdered. So they were unsure if it was connected to the other ones. Which, how do you... Which one was she? Withers? She was the one that was found... um, Her body... Stuffed beneath clothing inside a steamer trunk of an attic? Yeah, I don't think that would be suicide. Yeah. Why would you stuff your... Okay, you know what? I'm just going to keep it moving. Um, so after committing the series of three murders in Portland, Nelson briefly returned to San Francisco, where he raped and murdered 56-year-old widow Anna Edmonds on November 18th. Man, uh, how did... This was the early 1900s, mm-hmm. and how long did it take us from Portland to San Fran? It's like 11 hours, something like that. Uh, how yeah. is he traveling this? Train. He oh, trains yeah, yeah, and duh, he, stupid. Okay, and he yeah. hitchhiked. Yeah. Excuse me. Okay, so um, initially police were hesitant to attribute this crime to the guerrilla killer. Um, however, several days after the murder, a friend of Anna Edmonds told police she had stopped by Edmonds' home on the day of her murder and found Edmonds talking to a strange man in her parlor about a business deal that involved her selling her house. Um... The woman's description of this strange man matched those of the Dark Strangler, or the Gorilla Man. Um, And the following day, November 19th, in nearby uh, Burlingham, California, a 28-year-old pregnant woman was attacked while showing her home to a man posing as a potential buyer. Huh. He, uh... Um, She... Hold that thought. She survived the attack and described the man as being around 5 feet 8 inches tall, well-dressed and well-spoken. The woman later told reporters that though she hadn't felt threatened initially, she realized in retrospect that the man had peculiarly commented on the home's intricate details, particularly the ceilings. And she stated, I realize now that he was trying to get me to look up towards the ceiling so that he could get behind me and grab my throat. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Scary. What were you going to say? Uh, she doesn't match the description of all the others. She's younger. 28? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he keeps getting, keeps getting younger and younger because he starts in the 60s and now he's going down to the 50s. And then the 28-year-old. And then he keeps going. You know what? I'll just keep going. I'll tell you. I will tell you. Um... So, 10 days later, on November 29th, Nelson murdered and raped Blanche Myers in her Portland home. Police were able to recover foreign fingerprints from Myers' uh, iron bedpost, so he 
left fingerprints on her bedpost. Dumbass. Yeah. Stupid idiot having fingerprints. Um, of course, the police were, like, freaking out because they couldn't find him. They couldn't figure out, like, where he was going to be, what he was going to do. Um, so, in the San Francisco Bay Area, police advised elderly women to take precautions while renting rooms and inviting strangers into their homes. The Portland Police Bureau issued the following statement to the public. Do not show your houses or rooms for rent while alone. If necessary, call the policeman to accompany you. Crimes such as these should be prevented and could have been prevented if women had been more careful. Hmm. No, these crimes could have been prevented if this guy wasn't a freaking psychopath killing. Or if they would have done their job and got this guy. I do not wish to unduly alarm the people of Portland, but there is no denying the situation is grave. Hmm. Okay. Oh, I can't. If women had been more careful, women were doing their jobs, trying to make money to support their families. And you're going to tell them they need, mm, you know what? You know what? If it had been a female police issuing the statement, doubt that would have been said. Anyway, I digress. After leaving Portland in late November 1926, Nelson moved eastward, hitchhiking and stowing away on trains. Um, and on December 23rd, the body of Almira Berard, 41, uh, was found... Um, Oh, I meant to look this up. Garroted. What does that mean? Can you Google that for me? How do you spell it? Um, like carrot, but with a G instead of a C. Okay. And um, garroted. Garroted. Past tense. Uh, kill someone's by strangulation, uh, typically with an iron collar or a length of a wire or a cord. Oh. Okay. So, um... December 23rd, her body, 41 years old, was found strangled to death with a shirt inside her Council Bluffs, Iowa home. Initially, local police presumed her death a suicide. Yeah, because you strangle yourself with a shirt when you, I'm just, um, because she had recently been discharged from a psychiatric institution. Um, this was dismissed, however, when it was discovered that she had been raped. Um, two days after Christmas, so he just killed her on the 23rd, now we're on the 27th, 23-year-old um, Bonnie Pace of Kansas City, Missouri, was strangled to death and raped in her home, her body discovered in an upstairs room by her husband. A day later, on December 28th, Germania Harpin, aged 28, along with her eight-month-old eight infant son, Robert, was found murdered in her Kansas City home. Both had been strangled. He strangled the baby Robert to death with a diaper. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He made it all the way to Kansas City? Mm-hmm. He made it all the way to Chicago. Oh, wow. And Germania had been raped after she was killed. Um, both she and Robert were discovered by her husband when he returned home from work that evening awful yeah no kidding awful um so he continued to merv mo merv further east uh, uh murdering and raping 53 year old landlady mary mcconnell and phil oh he made it to philadelphia um so he raped and murdered 53 year old mary mcconnell in philadelphia pennsylvania on april 27th my birthday um one month later, on May 27th, Nelson arrived in Buffalo, New York, oh, um, where he rented a room from 53-year-old Jenny Randolph using the name Charles Harrison. Three days later, Randolph was discovered strangled to death and raped, her body stuffed under a bed in her home. Randolph's brother, Gideon Gillett, that's the coolest name ever, had met Mr. Harrison, a.k.a. Earl The Gorilla Nelson. Man. Yeah when he first arrived at the residence and described him as about 33 years old with a stocky build, dark complexion, and black hair slicked straight back. 
Um, Fred Merritt, who was renting a room at the Randolph's house, would later positively identify Nelson as Charles Harrison. <gasps> On June 1st, in Detroit, Mich Michigan, um, boarding house manager Fannie Mae, along with uh, renter Marine Atorthy, um, were both discovered murdered and raped in the boarding house that... Um, Fannie Mae owned. Uh, their bodies were found by the building. No. Sorry, she was the manager. Fannie Mae was the boarding house manager. So she and a renter were both raped and murdered. Um, and her bodies were found by the building owner, Leonard Sink, who had arrived to collect rent funds from the month of May. Um, Fannie had been strangled with an electrical cord cut from a table lamp. And the police determined that the cord had been cut while the electric current was still circulating and that the knife with which it had been done would show visible burning as well as a nicked blade. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Two days later, Nelson murdered 27-year-old Mary Cecilia um, Sietzma in Chicago. Um, Sietzma was discovered by her husband on the floor of their home strangled with an appliance cord. Several articles of men's clothing were also stolen from the home. I need to take another drink. Okay. One week later, on June 8, 1927, in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, 14-year-old Lola Cowan disappeared after leaving her home to sell artificial flowers door-to-door. -door. How sweet. How sad. Um, two days later, on June 10th, another local woman, Emily Patterson, went missing. Um, oh, it never said anything about the 14-year-old Lola Cowan. Uh -huh. They presume that she was murdered by Nelson. Um, Th they never found her? It, I didn't see anything oh, about it. If yeah. They might have, but it didn't go into detail about it. Right. Um, so two days later, after her disappearance on June 10th, another local woman, Emily Patterson, went missing. Um, she was discovered later that evening by her husband, raped and strangled to death under her son's bed. She had also been bludgeoned with a claw hammer. Um, and they actually thought it was the husband that did it for a while, but then they like later ruled it out. Um, check this. This is messed up. Emily Patterson's husband discovered her dead body while he was kneeling at the bedside to say evening prayers. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How messed up. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so, upon investigation, police determined that several items were missing from the Patterson home, including a whipcord suit, Patterson's gold wedding ring, the family Bible, and $70 in $10 bills. Um, a knife bearing burn marks and nicks was also left behind in the home. Hmm. Remember? Yeah. Police found the knife to be consistent with that which had cut the lamp cord used in the May and um, Atorthy murders the week before. That's so crazy. They're like, oh, shit. We got our guy. Same guy. Yep. Um, so police were asking around town if anyone had seen the man fitting the description of the gorilla killer, and they discovered that Emily Patterson's ring had been sold to a local pawn shop and that the men's clothing say he men's clothes <laughs> that he had stolen earlier um, had been sold to a second-hand store. Um, police then questioned Nicholas Tabor, or Tabor, I don't know, a barber who owned a shop next door to the second-hand shop um, where they found the stolen clothes, um, who told police he had given a man resembling Nelson a shave, haircut, and massage on the afternoon of June 10th. While cutting the man's hair, um, Taber noticed dried blood on his scalp as well as scratch marks. When he asked about them, the man reportedly became very agitated and requested that Taber not touch them. Hmm. Hmm. They're closing in. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> While performing a citywide search of boarding houses in Winnipeg on June 12th, Police entered the boarding house of Mrs. August Hill on 133 Smith Street, where Nelson had recently lodged. 
Upon a search of his room, the decaying nude corpse of Cowan was dis- Oh, so, um, that was the 14-year-old, Lola Cowan. Oh, yeah. That had gone missing on June 8th. Um, so this is June 12th, so four days later. Um, they found the decaying nude corpse of Cowan under, um, the bed. That's fucked up, because she was 14. Yeah. Um, Cowan's body, unlike that of his other victims, had reportedly been mutilated in a manner reminiscent of the victims of Jack the Ripper. Her clothing and belongings were missing, and it was evident the bed had been slept in, leading the police to determine that Nelson had spent the night sleeping with the body beneath the bed. That's fucked up. Yeah. Um, assuming that Nelson had fled to the United States, Canadian police sent descriptions of him to all U.S. police stations and post offices. In the intervening days, sightings of Nelson were reported in Regina, Saskatchewan, and um, areas of Manitoba. On June 16, 1927, uh, constables in Killarney, um, which is in Manitoba, so basically like police chiefs in Manitoba, um, arrested a man named Virgil Wilson, who fit Nelson's description. His demeanor was reportedly so calm and cooperative that the police chiefs assumed that they had the wrong person. Um, he wa- but they arrested him and put him in the local jail, um, but he had managed to escape that evening. That's crazy. Um, however, he made the mistake of trying to hop the same train that was transporting members of the Winnipeg police. And was recaptured 12 hours after his initial escape. Do miss. Yeah. He was officially arrested again the next morning by an officer from the Crystal City Police Department on the rail line east of Wacopa, Canada. Um, A. Maple syrup. Um, Nelson was taken to Rupert Street Police Station in Winnipeg, where he was photographed, fingerprinted, measured, and prepared for identification lineups. Nearly 4,000 spectators awaited his arrival outside the station, hoping to catch a glimpse of the accused man. That's crazy, especially back then. 4,000, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Photographs of Nelson taken by Winnipeg police were shortly sent out to police departments throughout the United States. This resulted in positive identifications from witnesses in Illinois and California who claimed the man was the same unknown renter that they had had encounters with. Huh. Um, though, he maintained that, though he maintained that his identity was that of Virgil Wilson, fingerprints forwarded to Winnipeg from the San Francisco Police Department from his earlier arrest confirmed his identity as Earl freaking Nelson. Nelson's fingerprints matched those left behind at several of the crime scenes, as well as teeth marks found on victims. Boom. Eat it. But don't, because your teeth are really strong. Initially, Nelson admitted to his crimes, bluntly telling reporters, I only do my lady killings on Saturday nights. Did he? I don't know. Oh. I don't think so. Because he killed, like, every two days. Yeah. Um, However, he would subsequently retract his admission and claim he was innocent. Upon an interview with the Manitoba Free Press shortly after his arrest, he said, I'm charged with two murders, but I'm not the one who done it. When asked about the various persons in the U.S. and Canada who had positively identified him as the guerrilla killer, he simply responded, all of them are wrong. Despite attempts on uh, uh, part of both the United States and Canadian law enforcement agencies um, to elicit confessions, Nelson refused to admit to any of the murders he was accused of. Huh. Um, At the time of his arrest, Nelson was wanted in six U.S. cities and was held to be tried in Manitoba court for the murders of both Cowan and Patterson. Um... He was also charged with two counts of attempted molestation and one count of burglary. Um, Nelson's ex-wife, Mary Martin, remember her, 60-year-old, just trying to work at this job before she retires, um, testified against him in court, uh, claiming that he was absolutely insane. Huh. Those were in quotes. Um, additionally, over 60 individuals from both Canada and the United States testified 
many placing Nelson at the scenes of various crimes or linking him to property stolen from victims' homes. Um, a jail guard who oversaw Nelson throughout the trial noted that he had become particularly obsessed with a certain biblical passage from the book of Proverbs, which read, My son, give me thine heart, and let thine eyes observe my ways. For a whore is a deep ditch, and a strange woman is a narrow pit. She's also lethe in weight as for a prey, and increaseth the transgressors among women. Or, sorry, among men. So basically, um, that you uh, be careful of women. That's basically what that's saying, which is interesting. Um, on November 5th, 1927, after 40 minutes of deliberation, the jury sentenced Earl Nelson to death. Um, he was executed by hanging at 7.30 a.m. on January 13th, 1928 at the Bond Street Jail in Winnipeg. Bye, bitch. His final words were, I forgive those who have wronged me. Uh, what? So that was 19, or 1928 and it was hanging? I didn't realize that they were still hanging people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's Canada, too. Yeah, that's true. Um, and that's the story of Earl Nelson, the gorilla killer. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Gorilla. Taurus. All right. Okay. So mine is, you weren't joking. That was very long, actually. Yeah. We're at 46 minutes right now. Woo! All right. So um, mine is Susan. Susan Carson. Susan? <laughs> what the fuck, Susan? Uh, mm -hmm. She is a Virgo. Because that's what I am. When's your birthday? September 5th. Hers is September 14th, 1941. Um, her, she was born Susan Barnes. Uh, no, sorry. She was known, her name is Susan Barnes Carson, and she was mm -hmm. AKA known Susan Bear Carson. Uh, she was convicted, yeah. She was convicted of three murders between 1981 and 1983 in Northern California and the San Francisco Bay Area. Oh my God, ours kind of took place in the same area. Yeah, except many moons later. Yeah. Um, and Jane, so it's, she was killing people with her husband. Um, so his name is James, so they kind of, the whole story goes together, like with the husband, but she's a Virgo, so. And she killed. So, anyways. Wait, right. was she kind of heavy set with dark curly hair? No, she wasn't. Oh. Uh, I was surprised. The James guy kind of looks like Charles Manson in a way. Like, Yeet. just like big, scraggly beard and long hair and stuff, you know? Gross. Yeah. But, <clears throat> um, so. James Carson had left his wife, um, his first wife, for Susan, and then they began to practice mysticism and taking drugs. Uh, I looked it up. It was like religion um, shit. I forgot. I looked it up earlier. And it was then, religion shit? Yeah, it was religion shit. Um, I forgot already. The belief. Wow. Oh. Uh, belief w that union with or absorption into di deity? deity, deity, yeah, or the absolute or spir spiritual apprehension of knowledge. So, like the belief that you like become become the God, oh. basically, is what. Oh, okay. They're stupid. Anyways, okay. So Carson would uh, tell his kids that God had given him a new name, Michael Bear. That sounds like a hick thing. Out like, of all the names that God could have given you, he gives you Michael Bear. Yeah. Call me Bear. I'd be pissed. Yeah. Like, what the heck? And Susan would become Susan Bear. Oh, Michael Bear and Susan Bear. <laughs> all right. Um, by 1980, after a year-long uh, trip to Europe, they returned to San Francisco. And we'll talk about the Europe trip later. Uh, in March 1981, 
22-year-old Karen Barnes, who was actually their, um, their roommate. She was an aspiring actress from Georgia um, who, uh, yeah, like I said, was their roommate. Uh, she was found dead in their shared apartment. No. She was stabbed 13 times and her skull crushed before being wrapped in a blanket and hidden in the basement. Oh, my God. Uh, evidence led investigators to believe that she was killed by someone she knew. And then... Uh, yeah, yeah. roommates. Yeah. Uh, but the Carsons actually disappeared shortly after the murder. So, like, when they got there, she wasn't there. How she was found? No idea. She was probably reported missing or something. Uh, the Carsons later confessed to killing Karen after Susan decided Karen was a witch. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, these... Uh, for, I think I forgot to mention that. these They were known as the witch killers. Uh, back then yeah that's why i thought it was interesting is, is it salem no the carsons fled to a mountain hideout near grants pass oregon until the spring of 1982 they moved to alder point california where they lived and worked on a marijuana farm according to other workers on the farm they said that the carsons were anarchists who advocated revolution and predicted that a nuclear apocalypse would soon occur uh, May of 1982, Michael shot and killed Clark Stevens, who was a worker on the farm. They reportedly had a dispute and attempted to, to dispose of the body by burning it and burying it under the chicken fertilizer in the woods. Uh, two weeks later, Stevens had reported missing to the Humble, uh, Humboldt <coughs> Sorry. County Sheriff, where they later found his burnt remains. The Carsons fled and were again uh, considered suspects. Investigators found a manifesto that they had written, which called for the assassination of the then president, Ronald Reagan. I mean, a lot of people wanted that. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, investigators had a hard time tracking down the Carsons for the next couple of years. Um, in November 1982. Michael had picked up, uh, he was picked up by police in L.A. after someone saw him hitchhiking. Um, and then they said there was a police error. I don't know what that means. Uh, but he was freed and shortly uh, vanished after that. So I don't know what the police error is. Like maybe somebody's like, oh, we got the wrong guy. And then the other guy's like, no, 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 that was the right guy. <laughs> He's like, oh. Like I when just they let were him booking go. Him, they misspelled his name. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know what that means. He was like, my name is Michael Carson, but my God-given name is Michael Bear. Bear. They're like, is that A R E or E A R? He he maybe he told him Bear, and then he wrote it down, and he was like, that guy yeah, doesn't exist. Yeah. Um. The. F uh. Yeah. So. Uh, the following January 1983, the Carsons were hitchhiking in Bakersfield, Bakersfield, which is SoCal, and were given a ride by 30-year-old John Charles Hellyar. Hellyar! <laughs> Anyways. Hellyar! <laughs> Susan uh, apparently decided that Hellyar was a witch and had to be killed. What? Although, men can't be witches, right? They're considered wizards then? Warlocks. Warlocks, that's right. I knew you would know that because y'all nerdy and shit with that stuff. Y'all Harry Potter and all that stuff, you know? Well, in Harry Potter, they are wizards, but... Yeah. yeah well, right. Yeah, I didn't think of that. But anyways... But warlock. Yeah, okay. Warlock. Anyways. Is a male witch. Okay. I watch a lot of Sabrina, okay? okay so he it would be a warlock. So, anyways... I if know she what. used the witch, then she is uneducated in the. Yeah, you idiot. Yeah, You're right. I want to know what the like how they categorize what is a witch and what is not. I don't know. Don't I know. It's like something stupid. Yeah. Like he has a freckle on his right yeah, arm. Yeah, yeah. He's a witch. It's probably something stupid like that. Like they were all three. I imagine them all three. Like they said they were hitchhiking. So they're all three in the front seat of like a single cab truck, and she like taps on Michael Bear. And she's like, "You see it? You see it?" And she then, the yeah, the freckle, 
They're Freckle. like, so. Yeah. Um, what kind of music do you listen to? And he's like, oh, I, I enjoy rock and roll. And they're like, witch. <laughs> he's a witch. Um, so there was an argument that broke out uh, while they were on U.S. Route 101 in Sonoma County. I don't know where that's at. Uh, the fight escalated outside of the vehicle, and Susan stabbed Hellyar while he, while he and Michael were fighting over a gun, which Michael then took control of and then killed Hellyar. Um, and then there was passing vehicles at this time because they, they were on a highway. So somebody called the cops, and then there was a high-speed chase, which then eventually led to the let. <laughs> led to the Carson's arrest. Oh my God. Um, Can you imagine driving by and seeing someone get shot? Yeah, no shit. I would um, projectile vomit <laughs> into the windshield. That would be crazy. Yeah. Uh, the Carson Carson's initially wanted a press conference to confess the murders of Hellyar Stevens and Karen Barnes. Uh, before the trial though, they withdrew their request and pled not guilty. Uh, June 12th, 1984, the Carsons were convicted first of, uh, or convicted, they first of the Barnes murder, and then they were sentenced to 25 years in prison. They were later convicted of the murders of Stephen and Hellyar, uh, for which they received 50, uh, sentences of 50 years to life and 75 years to life. Uh, Michael is incarcerated at Mule Creek State Prison. And Susan is in Central California Women's Facility. Uh, they had claimed that they had converted to a form of Islam and described themselves as vegetarian Muslim Muslim warriors. It's not Muslim. They don't spell it's it's spelled different. It's M O S L E M. No idea. Hmm. Their mission was to exterminate individuals they believed to be witches. What is with them? Yeah. They, uh, the press dubbed them as the San Francisco witch killers. Um, they said that they killed Barnes because Stevens had allegedly sexually assaulted Susan and that Hellyar had allegedly called her a witch and sexually assaulted her, which is weird. If they want to exterminate witches, I don't know why he would call her a witch. Like what, what conversation led up to that? She had a freckle on her right now. <laughs> he was like, he was thinking, oh, I see that. No wonder you've been wearing long sleeves the whole time I've known you. <laughs> you've been a witch. Uh, from the point of their conviction and their incarceration up to 2017, they still have shown no remorse for their murders. Yeah, because psychopaths don't show remorse. Yeah. Um, they have no capability of feeling remorse. So I said I would talk about the Europe thing. So, apparently, the Carsons are actually suspects to nearly a dozen other deaths in the U.S. and Europe, but they don't have any proof. But they think that that they possibly, like when they went to Europe, they did some stupid shit and then came back. um, And then they did some other things. But these, for sure, were the ones that they could get them on because there were witnesses. That's crazy. Yep. That's it. I told you it was pretty short. So. This happened in the 60s, you said? 80s. Oh. Wow, what? Psychopaths. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they are. How do two psychopaths find each other, you know? Mm. Like, what are the chances? I think one. I think one's usually a psychopath, and then the other one's so weak that they give in. Like, mentally? Yeah. Yeah, right. They're, like, easily yeah. swayed. Co- yeah, yeah coerced and i think that like then they become crazy you know what i mean like they're they're not if they would probably meet somebody more stable they might not even ever do that that's just how i feel that's not true they probably were abused a lot i don't study this stuff i don't i'm not a professional Um. in this this is just a guess I'm a professional, let me tell you. Um, I When I was looking at pictures to see what they looked like, which, not good, that's what they look like. <laughs> um, they have a daughter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot that's that I mentioned crazy. that. That's crazy. Yeah. And, like... She has, like, she's done interviews and stuff yeah, on it. Yeah. She does, like, interviews 
today talking about her struggles of yeah having serial killer parents. Yep. Yeah, I saw the the like a YouTube article popped up whenever I um was searching for them, but like I didn't watch it. We didn't have time. Yeah. But crazy. Y- yep. All right. What's next? Conspiracy murders. All right. That sounds good. All right. Okay. All right. Beware of gorillas. All right. Bye. See you next week. Peace.